Genesis chapter 32, verse number 24 through 26. I felt led this week to, to go to the story of Jacob. And I believe that there's a, there's a few golden nuggets here that we're going to be able to take out of this story and apply to our lives. And I pray that it be a blessing to you all. Genesis 32, beginning at verse number 24. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the pocket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And I want to preach for a few minutes this morning with the help of the Lord on the title, The Best Life is a Surrendered Life. The best life is a surrendered life. And I believe that living a surrendered life is absolutely necessary and essential to the child of God. And yes, as Christians, we're supposed to fight the good fight of faith. We're supposed to remain faithful all the way to the end. And due to this, we're never to surrender to the devil. We're never to surrender to the world. We're never to surrender to the flesh. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twelve, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Now this refers to the fact that we're to fight valiantly against the things of this world and never give up and never surrender. And although we're never to surrender to the enemy, to the world, or to the flesh, again, I believe that it is absolutely necessary that we all live a surrendered life before the Lord Jesus Christ. When, the, when a person surrenders to the Lord, the lost, for the lost, it will bring salvation to your soul. For the believer, it will bring blessing upon your life. Jesus said in Matthew 16, Verse 25, for whosoever desires to save whoever surrenders his life, for my sake will find it. So this morning, with the Lord's help, we're going to look at the life of this man named Jacob. And how the Lord blessed him tremendously. But in order to bless him, he had to take him through a process where he can ultimately surrender before the Lord. And that will take me to our first point this morning. And it is this, that God blesses surrendered people. Amen. Jacob is a person that I believe a lot of us here this morning can identify with. Why? Because he was someone that really didn't have it all together. Is there any perfect people here this morning? No. If we're honest, if we're transparent, we can say, you know what? I haven't arrived yet. I don't have it all together yet. There's areas in my life that need work. There's areas even that I need to surrender before the Lord. You see, Jacob had issues. 
Jacob had problems. Jacob had many character flaws. And if you look at his family tree, it wasn't like that with his father, really, or even his grandfather, Abraham. Because you can look at the life of his grandfather, Abraham, and Abraham is legendary. Abraham was a worshiper. Abraham was committed. Abraham is known as the father of the faith. And then you look at the life of his father Isaac, Jacob's father Isaac. And Isaac is also a tremendous example. An example of obedience. An example of loyalty. Actually, the life of Isaac actually serves. It's such an example that it actually serves as a type and figure of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then when you get to Jacob, Jacob was a liar. Jacob was a cheater. Jacob was a con artist. Jacob had a lot of areas that he needed to surrender before the Lord. But you know what really, really blesses me? Is that in spite of Jacob's character flaws, in spite of his defects, his failures, and even his sin, he was still God's chosen vessel. And the Lord wanted to bless him. The Lord wanted to change him. The Lord wanted to use his life mightily. But in order to do all that, he had to take him through a process called surrender. And it blesses me that although we got issues too. You're a little quiet because I know you don't want to admit that. Nobody wants to admit those things, right? But even though you got issues, some of us character flaws, things we need to surrender before the Lord. Guess what? God has still chosen you. God wants to bless you. God wants to do great things through your life. But guess what? In order for all that to happen, you also got to surrender. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 through 29. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised. God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. You see, God wanted to bless Jacob, and not only Jacob, he wanted to bless his generations. Did you know that the generations coming behind you are depending, if or not, if we want to surrender? The decisions that we make. The areas we decide to surrender before the Lord, believe it or not, will affect your children, will affect their children, and even down the road. So it's very 
very important that we learn to surrender every area of our lives that needs to be surrendered unto God. Because God wants to bless you, but he wants to bless your children. He wants to bless your grandchildren, but it could start with the life of surrender with you. And God had to take him through this process to a place of surrender. But guess what? Just like a lot of us, Jacob was self-willed, difficult. Stubborn, somebody said, stubborn as a mule. I know we don't got none of those here at PFAC, right? And although Jacob had to ultimately make the personal choice to surrender, because it's up to you. It's up to me if we're going to surrender. And Jacob had to make that personal choice himself and although it was his choice God was going to help him along the way he was going to encourage him along that road to surrender why because God wanted to bless him so bad God wanted to do so many great things through his life but Jacob had so many issues and he said if I'm going to be able to bless this guy if I'm going to be able to do what I want with this guy then I'm going to have to take him through a process and this process might be painful this process might be difficult for him but I'm actually wanting to do it and allow it to happen for Jacob because I want to bless him because God blesses surrender people I want to be blessed by the Lord how about you and God is good God is awesome and there's blessings we can all admit that the Lord just drops on us from every you know from time to time amen You didn't earn it. You didn't do nothing for it. But God, because he's good, he dropped that blessing right into your lap. But there are other things that God wants to do. There are greater things on other levels and dimensions in the spirit realm that he wants to take us to. Things he wants to do through our lives that will require a life of surrender. God blesses surrendered people. But number two, surrender sometimes requires a process. Because we're self-willed sometimes. I want to do things my way. And that's human nature. The flesh resists surrender. The flesh doesn't like to pray. The flesh doesn't want to go to the Bible. The flesh wants to have fun. The flesh wants to feel good. So the flesh is going to fight surrender. And I've always said the greatest enemy is not really Satan. A lot of times all you got to do is look at yourself in the mirror. And you can see sometimes, wow, this flesh, I got to learn to put this flesh under submission. I got to have this flesh bowed down to the Lord. 
I got to crucify this flesh and I got to die daily if I'm going to be able to surrender. It's a, it's a daily death to the flesh if we're going to do this thing every single day. And the flesh will resist. But like I said, God will help us along the way and will allow the process of difficulty, adversity, negative circumstances at times. He'll allow those things to come into our lives so that we might bow down and surrender before the Lord. And why is it, PFAC, why is it that when adversity comes, we begin to pray. When trouble strikes, we begin to seek the Lord. When things are going against us and the devil is attacking us, Lord, I surrender now. Lord, do whatever you want with my life. And, and you know what? That's okay. We need to do that when those things happen. But I'm learning along the way that God doesn't want momentary times of surrender. He wants a lifestyle of surrender. Not only when things ain't going right, he wants us to live a surrender life every single day it's supposed to be a lifestyle my brother but when things happen we begin to surrender but God wants us to live surrendered and through this process God actually begins to wrestle with us again he's not forcing you he doesn't do that. It's, your, it's up to you. It's up to me. And because of our self-willed nature many times, God has to take us through this process. And we'll see in Genesis 32, 24, it says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him. This man, if you study, the, if you look at the story and study it fully, you'll find out that it was ultimately God that was wrestling with Jacob. It was God who initiated this wrestling match. And it wasn't that the Lord was mad at Jacob. Because we take it that way a lot of times. God must be punishing me. God must be angry at me. No, but it was God's way of encouraging him. Teaching him. Shaping him. And molding him. And you know that the Lord does that with us. He'll allow situations to come into our lives. But those situations are not so that you leave the church. It's not so that you go somewhere else and say, forget about this Christian life. And God doesn't love me anymore. No, he's trying to shape you through it all. He's trying to change that attitude. He's trying to, to do something in your heart. He's ultimately trying to get us to live surrendered before him. And it hurts. It's painful. And Jacob found himself in the situation that brought him tremendous uncertainty. Because if you look at the story of Jacob, he had to run away from home. And at this point in his life, in our passage here, it had already been 
a, a little more than 20 years that he had ran away from home, running for his life, really, because he had stole the birthright to his brother Esau. He stole the blessing as well of his brother Esau. And then he went to his uncle's camp, Laban. And over there in Laban's camp, he had to work really hard. He got tricked into marrying the girl he didn't want to marry. And then he had to work double in order to marry the girl of his dreams. And over time, at his uncle's house, problems began to arise and strife began to arise where he where the decision was made guess what Jacob you gotta go and Jacob is fleeing now not only from his home he's fleeing from his uncle's house but all of a sudden his brother is coming also to meet him and his brother wasn't coming to have a party his brother was coming for revenge. His brother, had, he, was, he had lost his birthright to Jacob. He had lost his blessing to Jacob. And, East, and, and Jacob, not knowing what to do, he has his, his, his family, all his possessions. His, he can't go back because his uncle's back there. He can't really move forward. Because his brother's coming. He doesn't know what to do. So he separates himself from his family and from his possessions. And he finds himself alone. But you know what? I believe that that was exactly where God wanted him. God was taking him through a process of issues, of problems, not forcing him again, but encouraging him. Come on, Jacob. It's time to surrender. Come on, Jacob. Why are you fighting this so much? It's time to bow down, Jacob. But Jacob was so strong-willed. He had to get to a point where he seen no way out, and he found himself alone because God was trying to to get him to surrender. And some of us here today, you got problems that it feels like you're running for your life. You got issues where people has, have also done you wrong and maybe tricked you. And, and at times, things get so difficult that it feels like you're surrounded on all sides by the enemy. And sometimes you'll feel alone. You feel that nobody's with you when we are with you. The church is with you and God is with you. But, but God will allow those things to happen so that he can get you in a place one-on-one. -on -one. You know why? Because it's personal. It's your choice. It's, you can't be influenced to surrender by somebody else. You have to make this decision on your own. But God is there waiting. He's saying, come to me. He said, you know the question I got to ask myself sometimes? Are all these issues that are taking place sometimes in my life? Because God is trying to get me to surrender in that area of my life? You know... Sometimes you don't even realize it. But then if you examine yourself, like the Bible teaches us to do every so often, you got to examine yourself 
and look in here. And what you'll find many a time, because I found it in my own life many a times, that there, there's areas that I haven't let the Lord in yet. There's areas that I haven't bowed down yet. And the Lord might say, yeah, you're doing good here. And you're doing well here. But I want you to ultimately, totally surrender to me. And the Lord, said, Lord says, what about that? Oh, that? I forgot about that one, Lord. And God, he's trying, but, but he's doing it. Why? Because he wants to bless me. And he wants to bless you. And he's allowing this. And God will wrestle with us. Bringing us to a place of submission where we could render our lives, where we can bow down our will and our life completely to the Lord. You see, if you look at this story of Jacob at this point in his life, he hadn't even prayed for about 20 years. Study it. You won't see a record of him praying from the day he ran away from home at Bethel, he prayed to the Lord, had an encounter with God, and then for about 20 years at Laban's camp, at his uncle's house, he wasn't seeking God. He wasn't praying. He was doing his own thing. He was getting away with his bad attitudes and everything else and his issues. He wasn't changing. And God got to a point and said, son, enough's enough. I want to change you and I want to bless you. But if we're going to do this, we're going to have to get you to a place of surrender. And it's not that I'm mad at you, Jacob. It's because I love you and I want to bless you. And I want to do something so amazing in your life and in your children's life. And ultimately, his family was a blessing for the entire world because the Messiah came out, amen, out of the tribes of Israel. He wanted to bless him so bad, but he had to have him surrender. He hadn't even prayed. After 32 of Genesis, verse 9 through 12, then Jacob said, all of a sudden, right? Can't go back. It says, then he prays. It says, oh, God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, return to your country and to your family and I will deal well with you. He's reminding God. And I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant for I have crossed over this Jordan with my staff and now I have become two companies deliver me I pray from the hand of my brother from the hand of Esau for I fear him lest he come and attack me and the mother with the children for you said I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for, for multitude. You see, Jacob began to pray because of the process that God allowed in his life. And this process will cause you to seek God. This process will cause you to pray. 
This process will cost you to push away that meal and fast before the Lord. This process will ultimately take you to a place of surrender. And this is a process that God has to do and allow in our lives so we can get to that place. And God is merciful. And even though maybe somebody here, you haven't sought him for a while. Maybe you haven't been doing what you know to do for the Lord. You know what? He's merciful. He's loving. Pastor said it. We're under grace right now. And that means judgment's delayed. So it means. But judgment will come someday at the same time. Right? But if you cry out to him, if you repent, if you seek him, if you pray, if you surrender, it doesn't matter how long it's been. It doesn't matter how long you've been running. It doesn't matter, I feel to say to a visiting friend, if this is your first time here, God has been dealing with you even before you got to this service today. And if you cry out to him today and stretch out your hands and cry and raise your voice to the Lord, you know what I believe? He will bless you. He will touch your life. He will begin working that work that only he can do. But he's looking for somebody this morning that said, Lord, I will surrender to you. I will surrender. In the surrender, it takes a process. And, and, and let me go to number three because when you're in this process, it's important to not delay surrender. Genesis 32, 24 through 26, and a man wrestled with him. You know what God was wrestling with? His will. Jacob's will. God wrestles with our will. And it says, he wrestled with them until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, how is it that God... Being almighty could not prevail against a man named Jacob. It's because he was wrestling with Jacob's free will. And God will not violate your free will. He says, it's up to you. I want to bless you. I want to use your life. I have such a tremendous calling upon your life, but you have free will. I've given you free will, but it's up to you if you're going to surrender. It's up to you if you're going to bow down. It's up to you if you're going to worship me. It's up to you if you're going to let me get behind the driver's seat and steer this car. It's up to you, Jacob. You have free will. And what happens is because Jacob was wrestling, he was fighting. I ain't bowing down. There's no way I'm going to bow down. He, the Lord, it says he touched the socket of his hip. 
And the socket of Jacob's hip was at a joint as he wrestled with them. In other words, he had to break his hip. He had to break him. And that's why it's important to not delay surrender. Because why? Because the wrestling eventually went to breaking. It started with wrestling. It started as a tug of war. It started with some shaping and some molding and come on Jacob and some encouraging but the more that Jacob fought the Lord had to intensify the process Hmm. and the more you fight surrender you know what the worse it's gonna get the worse you fight the Lord the harder you fight and you, and you be prideful. And, and, I, and, and I'm not pointing any fingers because we could all fall under that once in a while. Even preachers, believe it or not. But God was, took him from wrestling to breaking. Because the Lord deals with that, like that with us. He says, first, I want to encourage you. Come on. He'll give you a message. He'll speak to you through your pastor. He'll have others encourage you. Come on, you know, why don't you do this instead of that? And and you'll get counsel from first lady and some other people as well. Because the Lord is trying to get your attention. Come on, surrender. But the more we fight, you know what, they don't know what they're talking about. I already made up my mind. And isn't that funny that sometimes when we go to look for counsel, we're only looking for someone to agree with us sometimes. Praise the Lord, somebody. Can't go into it that way. We got to go into it with somebody that can give us constructive criticism as well. You need a change, brother. You need a change, sister. But the more we fight it, the Lord turns up the heat a little bit. And then it gets into a wrestling match. And then we fight him even the more. No way. I'm going to still have it my way. You see, Jacob and a lot of us think that it's like we're ordering at Burger King. But guess what? In the kingdom of God, you can't have it your way. God's going to have his way. I'm going to tell you right now, and he'll turn up the heat. And then once in a while, if we still don't want to break, and we still don't want to surrender and bow down, that wrestling match will turn into a breaking. It happened with Jonah. A pastor was preaching about that some weeks ago. Jonah started with a, soft, with a strong wind. But then it intensified to a tempest, ultimately into the belly of a great fish, until he was able to surrender. So stop fighting. Don't delay surrender, because it could get worse. And and another reason why you shouldn't delay surrender is because God deals with us. In specific time frames in our lives. That's important. That's key for the life of a Christian. And the life of an unbeliever as well. Because God will deal with you 
at certain times in your life. Wanting us to surrender. But sometimes we feel like we can surrender on our own time. I'll do it later. Yeah, I realize I got to change. But I I was born like this. I grew up like this. My mom and dad were like this. It's going to take a lot to to change me. Well, guess what? The one who knows how to change us is able to do it in a moment if you let him. He can do it in an instant. I know when I came to the Lord Jesus uh, for the first time, I had a lot of issues and I had a lot of problems and a lot of addiction in my life. A lot of violence that I grew up with as well. Receiving and delivering as well. It It was problematic. And I used to have to see a psychiatrist twice a month before I knew the Lord. And because they really thought, man, this guy's crazy. This guy's violent. He's a danger to the community. But I remember that all those sessions, and there's nothing wrong with sessions. Sometimes you need a session. Sometimes you need to sit down with a psychiatrist. No one's going to say amen there. Okay, you need to sit down with a counselor. How about that? And, And I remember when I came to the Lord... The Lord did in one altar call what the psychiatrist couldn't do for two years. But it was up to me to say, Lord, here I am. Lord, forgive me. Lord, you're right and I'm wrong. Help me change. I can't do this without you. I surrender. And I left that altar call and I was never the same person again. He can do it today for you at this altar. I'll tell you right now. He can do it. He can do an amazing work, a speedy work. He could change that area, change your mind, and change your heart. But you got to let him. And you can't delay it because it's it's specific time frames that God wants to deal with you. If you notice in verse 24, it said a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. He was only going to wrestle with them until the breaking of day. And he says, let me go in verse 26. For the day breaks. He was saying, stop fighting, Jacob, because I'm only going to work with you in this time frame right now. There's a season of blessing that I want to bring into your life right now. There's a season of tremendous great things I want to do in your life right now. And right now is the time, Jacob, but I'm only going to deal with you until. Until the day breaks. So don't delay surrender because you can miss out on your time. You can miss out on your time of blessing. You can miss out on your time of breakthrough. You can miss out on your time of promotion. You can miss out on your time of life change. You can miss out on that ministry. You can miss out on your calling. Don't delay surrender because you can miss out. I feel someone telling me right now, I feel in the Holy Ghost, someone saying, well, I missed out already. Guess what? It's never too late with the Lord. If you've missed out in the past and you didn't want to change in the past, God is here today with this word for you. Today's the day. There's a time of opportunity for you today. 
I'm speaking to you today. Don't delay surrender again because I want to bless you now. Let me get one of the musicians up here as I finish. And I'll finish with this. That the secret to continual blessing is continual surrender. Because after God broke Jacob, he finally understood, Jacob did, that if he was going to be a blessed man, he was going to have to continually walk a surrendered life before the Lord. And Jacob said in verse 26, I will not let you go unless you bless me. But you see, this is what I believe he was saying here at this point. He had finally understood something. I have to stop fighting. I have to surrender my will. And I got to get a hold of God. I'm going to surrender, Lord. I understand that now. But as I surrender, I'm going to get a hold of you. And I'm going to stick close to you. And I'm never going to let go, Lord, because I want to be continually blessed. And I understand if I'm going to be continually blessed, I got to stay near to you. And I got to stay continually surrendered. He was saying, Lord, I surrender. And as a witness to the world, from that day forward, he walked with the limp for the rest of his life, indicating that he was a changed man, that he was a surrendered man. The best life, PFAC, is a surrendered life. And I want to ask this morning, and I feel the Holy Ghost is asking this. Is there anybody that needs to surrender? Is there anyone that needs to surrender their life, their will? Is there somebody here that needs to surrender that area of your life that only you and God know of? Is there anybody that wants change here today? I don't want to be the same anymore, Lord. I don't want to keep fighting. I don't want to keep struggling against you, Lord. No, have your way in my life. I surrender before you.